Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. It just freaked me out. Nature's deadliest organisms. That was the first time I ever thought, I'm not immortal, I could die. They can hijack our bodies. Every organ in his body was infected disable our immune systems. I was horrified. This disease has killed over 150 million people. And eat us from within. That was the scariest part of our lives. For those infected, they are the monsters inside me. Bill and Amanda Hillier live in Massillon, Ohio. Bill works at a power plant, and Amanda is a stay-at-home mom. Along with two dogs and a cat, they have five children. Alex, Nick, Joe, Gabby, and their youngest, Isabella. It's chaos, but it's fun. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I always imagine myself having lots of kids, and I think I pretty much got exactly what I wanted. There's a lot going on. There's kids running around, dogs running around. Um, yeah, we have a, We have a good time. But one Halloween night, the Hilliers noticed something strange in one of their children. Isabella went out and she got all the Halloween candy with the other kids. Came home, she seemed to be fine. She sorted through the candy with everybody and picked through her favorite things. But she had no interest in opening up and eating it. It's always odd for a child to turn up their nose at candy. At first, I thought that it was just that she was tired. But as the week wears on, Bill and Amanda notice that Isabella is not interested in eating anything. We tried to get her to eat more by, first of all, making all of her favorite foods. We had sat down to dinner as a family. I made sure that she had her favorite 
of things. I made hot dogs and broccoli for Isabella, and she didn't even taste it. She just pushed it aside. We would tell her, you love hot dogs, you love broccoli. Why aren't you eating it? And she would uh, at first tell us that she wasn't hungry and then, and then tell us that uh, she was allergic to it. It was sad that she felt that she needed to make excuses for not eating. For several days, Amanda and Bill try to convince their toddler to eat. Immediately, you, you assume that they're sick. There's something going on that's causing her to not be hungry. You can only go for so long without eating. Amanda takes Isabella to the pediatrician. The doctor examined her and didn't find any problems with her at all. Basically gave her a clean bill of health that she was going through a phase. I was kind of reassured at first because it's kind of what I thought. But over the next few days, Amanda sees Isabella's disinterest in food take an unusual turn. I would just be cleaning up around the house and she would just have a fistful of pretzel rods and literally just eat the salt off of them and lay the pretzel rods on the table. It was very surprising to see her do that. She didn't care for the actual food. She just wanted the salt off of the food. And then Isabella's cravings get even weirder. We have a cat, and I walked into our kitchen area. Isabella was just sitting on the floor next to the cat food, and she was just shoveling the cat food into her mouth. She had her cheeks completely stuffed with cat food. She won't eat food, but yet she'll eat cat food. You know, what's the deal? It wasn't a normal thing. I mean, it just wasn't normal. When he hears about Isabella's bizarre eating habits, Isabella's doctor immediately refers her case to an endocrinologist. The doctor told me that the cat food does have a high amount of salt and that her body might not be producing enough salt. The doctor suspects that her salt cravings could indicate a serious disease and orders an array of tests. The doctor was concerned about it and they told me to let her have salt as much as she needs until we get the lab work back. It was scary to know that there could be something seriously wrong. The Hilliers anxiously await the results of the blood work, and a few days after Christmas, they're in. They told me that her white blood count was very elevated. An elevated white blood cell count means that Isabella's body is fighting an infection. There was definitely something going on but we still didn't know what it was. Test after test has come back negative. And what's more, the doctors have run out of diseases to test for. That endocrinology department told us that there was something wrong with her, but that they couldn't help us in that field any longer. The whole field of medicine just told you that they can't help you. It's a little scary. On the inside, you're ready to just rupture. For two months, Bill and Amanda take Isabella to a seemingly endless series of doctors. We went from doctor to doctor to doctor after the endocrinology department. She was very drawn, sunken eyes, skin didn't look good. She just really kind of looked like she was in a daze most of the time. 
the more that we saw doctors, they seemed to not know or care, would even suggest that there was really nothing wrong with her, and it was driving us nuts. If we couldn't find the answers with the doctors that we were with, we would find other doctors. But countless examinations reveal nothing. There is no words to describe how frightening it is as a parent to have a doctor tell you that they have absolutely no idea what's wrong with your child. Meanwhile, they watch helplessly as their daughter slips away. She's only taking in two cups of milk a day. That was the only nourishment she would get besides salt. Then, Bill and Amanda noticed something even more disturbing. She had stopped growing. It was very frightening that she was not making any more gains. She was actually losing ground. For the past four months, the stunted toddler has remained at a constant weight of a mere 25 pounds. I didn't know if we were going to find out what was wrong with her in time. She looked like she was dying. Then one night, Amanda takes Isabella to her room. I was getting her ready for bed, and I noticed that she had like a little mark on her back, which looked like a little bug bite, basically. The next day, I noticed that there was another one. I didn't think too much of it. But the marks are spreading. She would just scratch them, and she would scratch them like crazy. She would scratch them till they bled, and then scratch them some more. And all of a sudden, she has this rash that nobody can explain. It had to be related to, to what else was going on. Suspecting an allergy, the Hilliers take Isabella to specialist Dr. Velma Pascal. When I examined Isabella, I examined her eyes and her ears, her nose, her lungs. The only remarkable thing was her skin rash. They were not classic hives, but in, in some way looked more like what you would see perhaps with insect bites. They did allergy testing on everything from dust to eggs to animals to everything that they could test for. And she was completely negative. Again, we have no answers. So we're back to square one. But Dr. Pascal is determined to discover what's wrong with Isabella and is intrigued by something in the girl's case history. Her mother had brought in some previous laboratory tests from another hospital. The information that seemed most important to me was this significantly elevated eosinophil count that was four times above the normal limit. Eosinophils are white blood cells that fight particular allergens and infections. That was definitely uh, a red flag. We did uh, decide to order some more specialized blood work. I don't hold out any hope because I've been down the road 50 times and it always comes back the same way. But four days later, the blood results are in. I called Isabella's mother and told her that Isabella had tested positive for a parasite called Toxicara canis. Toxicara canis is a deadly roundworm that attacks several parts of the human body. 
I was upset that something was inside her, that it was like controlling her, taking over her. Inside Isabella's intestines, Toxicara eggs have hatched into larvae. Those larvae have penetrated her bowel, entered her bloodstream, and migrated to many parts of her body. Secretions from the Toxicara larvae trigger a system-wide allergic reaction that leads to rashes all over her skin. And hosting the parasite has other consequences. Certainly loss of uh, weight and poor appetite can be manifestations of Toxicara infection. But complications from the Toxicara parasite can be much more serious. Well, the worst scenario would be uh, death, and there have been reported cases of people dying from Toxicara infection. In the back of my mind, I thought that she could die. That was the scariest part of our lives. After four months of stunted growth, Doctors have just diagnosed toddler Isabella Hillier with the potentially fatal Toxicara parasite. I didn't want to consider the fact that this was as bad as I had feared that something could have been. And I could still see a hint of death in her eyes. Doctors treat Isabella with a powerful antiparasitic drug called albendazole. As they wait for the drug to take effect, Isabella's parents wonder how Isabella contracted the parasite. Toxicara roundworms live in the intestines of dogs. There, they reproduce, creating millions of roundworm eggs. The eggs are released into the environment in the dog's feces. When another dog ingests those eggs, the eggs hatch into larvae and mature into adult worms in its digestive system, completing the life cycle. The immediate suspects were the dogs. Isabella likes to play with the dogs. She likes to take care of the dogs. Dogs are essential to the life cycle of the Toxicara roundworm, but humans can be accidental hosts. Young children are most often affected because infected dogs excrete Toxicara eggs in the places where children play, like backyards, parks, or sandboxes. We got our pets tested again after we found out her diagnosis, and uh, they came back clean. It's possible that she picked up the parasite at the park. It's possible that she picked it up at one of her brother's baseball games. I really don't know where it came from. Five months after Isabella finishes her medicine, her rash clears, and Bill notices something remarkable. All of a sudden, one day, I, I noticed her eating a hot dog, and, and I, I kidded her. And I said, I thought you were allergic to hot dogs. And she goes, oh, I'm not allergic to them anymore. I like to eat um, hot dogs, hamburgers, and brownies. She was turning a corner. It was thrilling. <laughs> it takes a full eight months before Isabella begins to gain weight and grow again. Today, she is back to eating three meals a day. But the battle with Toxicara canis has taught the Hilliers an important lesson. What I've learned is that you never go against your instincts, that you are your child's best advocate. You can't ever give up on your kid because the only person that is ever going to fight for him is you. Toxicara cases in the U.S. are fairly common. 
Simple precautions like washing your hands after interacting with an animal or after coming into contact with the soil can help reduce the chances of contracting the parasite. And dog owners should ensure their pets are dewormed regularly. I was pretty much immobilized. It was horrifying. It could easily have killed him. Fifty-four-year-old Tom Dukes is a successful executive at a California plastics company. For the past six years, he has been dating Terry Duvall, a medical transcriber. In his free time, Tom loves working out. All my life, I've been fit. Working out for me is is it's a lifestyle. It keeps me focused. It keeps my mind clear, and it keeps my body in shape. I don't believe I've ever seen a man so totally devoted to physical fitness as Tom. I mean, if Tom's not at the gym, then the world must be ending. <laughs> But Superfit Tom is about to confront a challenge unlike any he has ever faced before. It's the Saturday before Labor Day, and Tom and Terry are at a friend's place for a barbecue. I sat down uh, to eat and. My stomach—it was cramping a little bit. Nothing that seemed to be of any real consequence at first, but as time went on, the cramps continued to escalate pretty quickly. Terry notices that there's something wrong. He just wasn't eating much, and he even looked a little pale. After about an hour of this, I just looked at Terry and I said, "I can't deal with this anymore." So we. Just got our things and went home. Tom spends the rest of the weekend at home trying to recover. I basically just sat on the couch. I tried to lie down. I sat up. I tried to roll over in a ball. There's no relief from from that pain. That night was terrible. I couldn't sleep. I was up literally all night long. All I could really concentrate on was getting to the doctors as quickly as I could. The next morning, Tom goes straight to his primary care physician. And what they told me was that it was diverticulitis. Diverticulitis occurs when small pouches in the colon become clogged and infected. If food gets caught in these pouches, then bacteria can start to breed there, causing infection and inflammation. And the doctor told me that there were two standard antibiotics, and also had had informed me that you need to get more fiber into your diet. I left the doctor feeling a little more optimistic. Tom immediately starts taking the antibiotics prescribed by his doctor. Within three or four hours, I felt, I mean, a hundred percent better. It was it was amazing how quickly the relief started. And two days later, Tom is back to his daily regime. It was good to feel back in control of my life again. I was able to go back to the gym. I was able to go back to work, and pretty much function like nothing had ever happened. Four months go by, and Tom doesn't give his stomach problems any more thought. Until one day in late fall, a few weeks before Christmas. Terry and I are shopping at the local mall, just getting some last-minute、uh, gift cards. I started feeling a cramp, and I thought, "No, no, 
I felt that little feeling that I felt before. It was encompassing my whole lower abdomen area. This was the same pain, but 10 times worse. I said, we're done for the day. We have to go home. When I got into the car and we started driving off, I asked him if he wanted to go to urgent care. And I said, no, I'll, I'll be fine. It was very uh, frustrating for me because he's just being so stubborn and not listening to reason. And he just wants to tough it out, be Mr. Macho, and not listen to anybody. I was very worried about him. Terry has to leave for work and drops Tom off at home. I was absolutely miserable, and I was literally scared of what was happening. The pain had intensified to where it was all-consuming. I've never gone through pain like that, ever. The following morning, Tom calls his doctor, who prescribes more antibiotics. And this time, nothing happened. In fact, it continually got worse. I wasn't going to the gym or going to work. I was pretty much immobilized. The next day, things come to a head. I could hardly get up, so I gathered myself together and uh, just grabbed my stomach and, and literally stumbled to the emergency room. And at this point, I knew that something was horribly wrong, that this wasn't just a little tummy ache. I was getting more scared by the minute. The doctors send Tom in for a CAT scan. Half an hour later, the results are back. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The doctor called me in and he said to me, I've got some really bad news. You've perforated your colon and we're going to have to do emergency surgery like now because you've been, you've been bleeding internally and, and waste has gotten throughout your, your body. And at that point, I'm sorry. Does it every time. That was the first time in my life that I ever thought, geez, I'm not immortal, I, I, I could die. Tom Dukes has been diagnosed with a perforated colon, most likely from another attack of diverticulitis. To save his life, he must undergo emergency surgery immediately. I'm laying there and I'm realizing that I may not have much time left. Doctors take Tom into the operating room. As surgery begins, Tom's family and his girlfriend, Terry, wait anxiously for news. After five hours on the operating table, doctors take Tom to ICU to recover. You know, my first memory is waking up and Terry was at my side. The doctors explained that they had to pull my guts out and, and basically put it on a table and, and wash it down with antibiotics. And they actually took a swab of my body cavity when they were in there. Three days later, Tom gets an unexpected visit from infectious disease specialist, Dr. Stephen Mayer. Tom had already been through a lot, but I had worse news for him. From the uh, culture taken from Tom's abdominal cavity during the operation, we found a very antibiotic-resistant strain of a common bacteria called E. coli. And this strain is referred to as ESBL E. coli. ESBL E. coli is a super-resistant bacteria that feeds on the nutrients in the intestine. But in Tom's case, the E. coli bacteria have escaped from Tom's damaged colon and entered his body cavity. There, the bacteria continue to multiply, damaging Tom's vital organs. The bacteria can cause a serious blood infection, septic shock, or even be fatal. Without proper therapy, uh, we knew that he was uh, going to run into severe complications, and it could easily have killed him. I was scared to death. I had worked out for the last 35 years that all of this could go so wrong so quickly was really hard to understand. For three days, doctors experiment with different antibiotic combinations, hoping to stop the E. coli infection. A lot of infections we have to treat with antibiotics where we're just guessing. The infection could have just continued to worsen. Antibiotics have saved millions of lives worldwide, but over time, these drugs can lose their effectiveness. Every life form can adapt to new conditions, and E. coli is no different. It's thought that the use of antibiotics in intensive agriculture around the world has led to more antibiotic-resistant strains of bacteria. In Tom's case, the antibiotic regimen for treating diverticulitis 
has played a part in his devastating E. coli infection. The fact that he had recently been treated with broad-spectrum antibiotics uh, would have wiped out the normal bacteria in the colon, uh, but wouldn't have touched this strain of E. coli. So his prior treatment with antibiotics uh, likely allowed this particular strain to flourish in his colon. To target Tom's obstinate strain of E. coli, Dr. Mayer must try a more specialized antibiotic called ertapenem. The antibiotics in that class have to be administered intravenously. In a way, uh, this treatment with ertapenem is a bit experimental. This was really our only antibiotic choice. It was horrifying. It was something that you don't want to hear because there is just so little to treat it. I thought I was done. I'd already almost died once. I didn't want to do it again. Tom Dukes is on his deathbed as an insidious strain of E. coli ravages his internal organs. To save his life, Dr. Mayer must conduct an experimental intravenous treatment. I was scared to death to have lines run through my body and, and to have things sewn into my arm. Had the surgeon not obtained a culture, uh, we would never have known about the resistant E. coli, which easily could have led to severe complications, including him dying. For eight days, Tom fights for his life until finally the antibiotics start to turn the tide on the E. coli infection. I ended up losing 20 pounds. And that was, that was for me, very, very radical, and I could feel it. I, I, I felt bad, I felt weak, and I, I looked pretty, pretty frail. But it is what it is, and a lot of good friends and family got me through it. I felt that um, we just experienced basically a miracle. After five months, Tom returns to full health. But there's a catch. There's an excellent chance that I still have this bug in my colon, so it's kind of a scary thought to carry around. To prevent a relapse, Tom is now taking extra precautions. I've changed my eating habits. Uh, I eat organic products that don't have any antibiotics added to them that can allow these superbugs to mutate and grow. The increase in antibiotic-resistant bacteria has become a global problem. Currently, there could be over 150 strains of ESBL E. coli superbugs in the world. To reduce the chances of becoming infected with an E. coli superbug, some scientists recommend that consumers avoid eating meat from farms where animals are routinely treated with excessive amounts of antibiotics. I knew I was in real bad trouble. Every organ in his body was infected. I was horrified. Husband and wife John Tall and Lucinda Marker live on a five-acre ranch in Santa Fe, New Mexico. John has three children and a grandchild on the way. Together, they are planning to start a financial consultancy. It was sort of a dream to start a business together. She was a very experienced 
financial advisor. I was a pretty well-known lawyer. We uh, had a pretty nice life. To celebrate their new business venture, they plan a trip to New York City. We uh, went out to eat to a really nice fish restaurant. We had martinis, and it was just a classic New York trip. We did get a bit tipsy, and we were just celebrating. Both of us went sound to sleep that night. The next morning, however, they both pay a price. I felt very sick suddenly, like a wave of fever and complete lack of energy. It was kind of a hangover that seemed harder than it should be. My condition was worse than Lucinda's. I started to feel a pain in the groin area, and there was a swelling. And I mentioned that to John. And he said, I think I have the same thing. Hers was so bad that uh, it was painful for her to walk. Stricken with fever and body pains, the couple remain in the hotel all day and try to sleep off their illness. The next morning, I knew I was in real, real bad trouble. John was making less and less sense. And I thought that was because his fever was getting higher. And so I started to become really concerned. So we decided we had to see a doctor. The couple hail a cab and head for a nearby travel clinic. When I was in that cab, I would get very, very hot. And then 10 minutes later, I'd get really, really cold with the chills. I could see all big buildings on one side and all the beautiful trees on the other side. I was pissed off, really, that I was sick. At the travel clinic, they meet with Dr. Ronald Primus. John just was disoriented. He couldn't answer questions appropriately. So clearly he, his oxygen to his brain was being depleted. Dr. Primus took one look at John and said, I'm going to take him in the exam room first because he appears to be very sick. His temperature was 104 by mouth, and his pulse rate was pretty rapid. His breathing rate was higher than normal, but any illness could have caused the symptomatology that he had. Um, so I really couldn't make a full diagnosis based on my examination of him. I then proceeded to examine Lucinda. Her lymph nodes in her groin were swollen and tender. Lymph nodes are part of the immune system. They are found throughout the body and swell when the body is trying to fight off an infection. I was very startled at that moment. It could have been anything. That it could have been disseminated herpes, tuberculosis. So I was trying to uh, formulate a diagnosis in my head, and I decided to pull out my tropical disease book and uh, take a look. Moments later, Dr. Prima shows the ailing couple an ominous photograph. He said, this is what you have, a boobo. It blew my mind, and I just about fainted. New Mexico residents John Tull and Lucinda Marker have become seriously ill on a trip to New York City. After finding swollen lymph nodes on Lucinda's groin area, their doctor comes to a startling conclusion. He said, 
This is what you have. A bubo. I didn't know what he was talking about. A bubo is a telltale sign of a frightening condition. There was really only one possible diagnosis this could be, and it was the dreaded bubonic plague. The bubonic plague is caused by a deadly bacteria called Yersinia pestis. Inside both John and Lucinda's bodies, the plague bacteria invade the lymph nodes, causing them to swell. These are called bubos. If the bacteria get into the bloodstream, they clog the arteries, often ending in death. The bubonic plague is highly contagious. The first reported plague pandemic was in the 6th century of the Common Era, and it has killed well over 150 million people worldwide. Without treatment, the bubonic plague kills 50% of those infected. The thought that we got the plague was just, it blew my mind. And I just about fainted. Fearing there could be an outbreak of bubonic plague in New York City, Dr. Primus immediately sends the couple to a nearby hospital. The couple are quarantined in separate rooms. Various doctors came in to talk to me, to examine me, wearing masks, gloves. They seemed to be a little unsettled, <laughs> to put it mildly. To save both their lives, doctors intravenously administer powerful antibiotics called doxycycline and gentamicin. They started me on antibiotics immediately. And I just, I started feeling better. But John's condition is a different story. That same day, the plague bacterium infects John's blood and overpowers his immune system. I did think I was dying, and I was filled with a, a feeling of doom. For two days, John fights for his life. Then, a frightening new development emerges. John's infection spread throughout his whole body. Every organ in his body was infected, his heart, his lungs, his brain, muscle tissue, intestinal tissue, everything. He was hooked up to all this stuff. He just looked horrible. And he was blown up four times his size. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. John asked me to rub his feet, which I did. And I thought, he, he, could, he could die. As the plague bacterium destroys the blood vessels and cuts off circulation to his organs, John's immune system becomes seriously compromised. The next day, the doctors induce John into a coma, which can help his body shore up his immune system and stop the infection. But 21 days later, they notice new developments. John, he probably was not gonna make it. John's body was consumed with plague, thus causing gangrene. Gangrene is an often irreversible condition that causes the flesh to rot. Gangrene occurs when the blood supply to an area of tissue is interrupted, so the immune system can't reach that tissue, and it becomes infected as a result. Gangrene most commonly affects toes, fingers, arms, and legs. John was not recognizable. There were big scabs everywhere. I was horrified. Three weeks after gangrene set in, 
The plague bacteria are still ravaging John's comatose body, forcing the doctors and Lucinda to make an agonizing choice. The only way to cure John was to remove both legs from the knee down. This was the only way to save his life. He would not live if I hadn't been willing to make that decision. Doctors wheel the unconscious John in for leg amputation. The amputation was not going to guarantee he was going to live. It was the only hope that we had. New Mexico resident John Tall lays comatose in a New York City hospital fighting a deadly infection of the bubonic plague. To save his life, doctors must amputate his legs. We only had 30 minutes to remove both legs because his heart was just so weak. And we weren't sure if he was going to survive the surgery. I was sitting a few floors above the operating room. That was a horrible, horrible night. I thought at that moment, he could die. But John survives the amputation. And one month later, something wonderful happens. John awakens. When I came finally awake, I was hooked to every machine in that whole hospital, except for the vacuum cleaner. I wasn't going to give up. I wasn't going to die. I had a grandkid on the way, my first grandchild. And by God, I was going to see that grandchild. Having survived this ordeal, John asks Lucinda for a favor. He asked me to rub his feet, just like he had just before he went into a coma. Lucinda must break the bad news. I had been dreading and dreading and dreading how I was going to tell him what had happened. I kind of composed myself, and I told him that in order to save his life, they had had to amputate his feet. And he just kind of looked and said, what? My feet? And that really blew my mind. It just freaked me out. But how did John and Lucinda become afflicted with the bubonic plague in the first place? The plague bacterium develops inside the mouth parts and intestines of the flea. The plague bacterium typically cycles between rats and fleas, but can also infect humans. The plague bacterium can also be spread by squirrels and prairie dogs. Today, antibiotics are largely effective against the plague. Despite attempts to eradicate it, the bubonic plague still occurs in parts of the U.S. Almost half the cases reported in the U.S. have originated in New Mexico. CDC officials find infected fleas on the couple's property. It's truly ironic that the two of us would get the plague from northern New Mexico. That's all it took. One lousy flea. After eight months in a New York City hospital, the couple returns home to New Mexico. For two years, John undergoes physiotherapy. Today, John can walk again, but on prosthetic feet. I'm not giving up. I refuse to be a cripple. The mighty man is still mighty in different ways. Lucinda saved my life. She was a rock. 
during this death-defying experience. Today, John Toll and Lucinda Marker are motivational speakers, sharing their tale of how they found strength in the face of adversity. I'm not going to be depressed, and I'm not going to whine and moan. Life is for the living. Every year, as many as 15 people are infected with the plague in the USA. And although antibiotics can be an effective cure, even with treatment, about 15% will die. To reduce the chances of becoming infected, people in endemic areas should make their homes rodent-proof and avoid areas where rodent activity is high. It's also recommended that pets be treated regularly for fleas. For more blood-curdling monsters and their hideous habits, visit our website, animalplanet.com slash monsters inside me. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.